Hi, everyone. DJ over here. Welcome back to the Rush Hour podcast, where my co-host Patrick and I strive to learn as much as we can from busy and successful people. Today, we have the pleasure of speaking to Stephanie Ohas. Did I pronounce that correctly? Ohas. You got to give it a little more energy. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm going to give it. Uh, Stephanie is a proud member of Nigerian diaspora, a Dell scholar, and a recent grad from UT San Antonio. She now works for the illustrious Wall Street pillar of success that is Goldman Sachs. Um, welcome. Thanks yeah, welcome, so Stephanie. much. Thanks so much, guys. That was awesome. That was a really good intro. I might steal it, actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thank you. Thank you for joining like, us today. Um, I can give you a, a sense of like who I am. Like I'm, I'm super real and I believe in genuine connections. Yeah. Um, so I think I carry that um that way of thinking and I think I carried it that way of thinking throughout both of my internships so like you know there's folks that are like very like agenda driven like you know I have a list of like you know 20 senior people I want to meet and I want to be like their mentees um I think that's great right it's great to be super prepared but I think it's also important to like seek genuine connections from people because I think that's where like longevity comes into place so in terms of senior versus peer-to-peer relationships, I think like, I'm not gonna lie, I think the peer-to-peer relationships with a dash of, I think, you know, I would say just very intentional senior relationships. Does that make sense? Like, okay, it's great if you know like 50, you know, MDs and stuff, but if they only know your first name and don't even know where you sit at in the office, like, does it really matter? Do you get what I'm saying? Versus having a really good, good foundation, having a really good relationships with some of the junior people. Because I think a lot of people underestimate like peer-to-peer relationships. Like, I don't know who your mentor is. Do you get what I'm saying? Your mentor could be my plug. Do you get what I'm saying in the future? Like I could be on a team trying to maybe branch out into something different and your mentor might be very well-versed in that space. You get what I'm saying? And I can leverage you as a friend to put me on um but that's not to discount any of the senior relationships that I think people have but I just think that um it's important to to have those like on ground relationships you know right do you have like a way to break into um like because I would assume it's kind of intimidating to talk to like the senior people or the executive yeah you you have like a way to save some content for the part of it no but I'm recording this like we can literally just start right now (laughs) Yeah, um, how to break into those senior relationships. I think obviously preparation is super important. You always wanna be prepared. You wanna get have a sense of what you wanna talk about. For sure. But before even diving in further, we're all human beings. Do you know what I'm saying? I think like, you know, when I was an intern, people used to do this thing like, no, you gotta start with the analyst first and then you talk to the associate and you talk to the VP. But like sometimes like, you could be talking to an analyst and um, the way it works within securities or I guess now global markets is that everyone sits next to each other, right? So like sometimes there's a couple partner partner MDs that have their offices here and there, but we all sit on the floor. And I think it's like that um, across, the, across the division. So it's like, if you kick it off with a partner, like there's no need to force yourself and like force yourself to talk to like 20 people who may be below this person's you know, title do you get what I'm saying? I think it's yeah. like, obviously, yeah. 
I think there's value in, you know, having that first conversation with the analyst or the associate to get a very good scope of what it is that person does, because you also don't ever want to be too casual. And I think that's why people always advise that you speak to the analyst, speak to the associate, because I'm not going to lie. I had some crazy intern friends that like weren't necessarily the most level headed and came (laughs) off too casual. Do you get what I'm saying? And like, oh yeah, you know, I I don't know. You like lacrosse. I like lacrosse. (laughs) They didn't have any, they didn't have any content that they necessarily wanted to talk about. So I think like, because you, you, know, you don't want to waste their time, right? You don't want, you don't want to waste their time. That's another thing. So you don't, yeah. and also you don't want to waste your time. So it's like, right, right. I would spend, you know, maybe if you, if there's 30 people on a team, I would talk to two analysts here, maybe an associate here and maybe a VP and then I, I would be like, you know, do you mind if I can talk to the MD? Do you know what I'm saying? Once you feel like you have a really good scope of the business and a good, a good sense of what it is you're looking to talk to this person about, go for it. You know what I mean? And like enough of like the nervous, the nervousness, you know what I'm saying? Cause it only eats into your confidence when you're speaking to someone, you want to come off as the intelligent and, you know, super ambitious individual that you are. That makes sense. Right. So would you yeah. say like quality of the interaction over quantity of interaction? Quality, definitely. Because For like, sure. imagine having the same generic conversation yeah, yeah. with <laughs> every single person, like they're not going to remember you. Do you, you know what I mean? Like they're yeah, small talk more than likely- yeah, like if it if it's not if you guys don't share like a good laugh or like a good like aha moment, like throw that trash. No, I'm kidding. No, they're in the trash. But like you know what I mean. Honestly, though, you, like, you can forget about it. You can forget <laughs> about it. Do you know what I'm saying? It, it has- it's more than likely gonna be like your cookie cutter. You know, like oh hi, I'm this person. You know what I'm saying? And that's yeah. just what it's gonna be. So, I mean, I, to jump on top of that, I would say like when you meet somebody and you can touch base and you're like, oh, wow, I have felt that feeling yet, but I haven't been able to personify A or B, um, put it into words or put my feeling into words and you guys can uh, have that same shared feeling, boom, that's great. Like the small talk where you said earlier, oh, I played lacrosse in middle school. Oh, yeah, I played in high school. Like I wouldn't on the team. Like you telling me about lacrosse is not like cool for me, but it's, it's a laugh and it's a quick small talk. And it's something yeah. that can get lost and easy. Yeah. What was like, your happening? What did you do? Um, for me, it was just like my whole story, right? Like, and not, okay. it wasn't like a, I came there with like an hour long spiel. It was just kind of like, here I am. Um, I studied chemistry. I go to school in Texas. You know, you guys don't know where my school is at. And that's cool because, you know, we're still, <laughs> you know, we're still working on diversifying our talent pool you know, but I really like this space and I'm really looking to learn more about the space and here's what I'm doing, you know, because the way the internship works is that you're on a team and, you know, I would talk about my experience on that team, talk about what I'm learning. And I think like, it's a lot different when you're working full time, but I think as an intern, people are like, they want to be like, oh my God, yes, our internship program is working. You know what I mean? Like, here's this young intern telling me so much that they're learning. I think a way to even take it to the next step is if that, you know, if that individual that you're speaking to, um, if there's some crossover between the businesses that maybe you may be sitting in as a current intern in the business that that person works in full time, speak on that, right? Because it it shows that you're really, really thinking about the business in a holistic fashion, not just, oh, I'm in this space and I'm just going to focus on this space. So that was kind of my thing. I came in there with like my, you know, quote unquote, real elevator, you know, elevator, um, 
spiel or elevator pitch rather. And yeah, I just kind of like talked about what I was learning, what I was looking to learn, you know, the other things I was looking to learn. And, you know, I asked them questions about themselves. Another thing people love to do, they love to like, they love to tell you about themselves. Yeah. I love that. For sure, like, for sure. You know, ask them about ask them about, you know, their whole like career, you know, trajectory, like how they got here, you know, why Goldman, why the culture, you know. It makes like, them feel want, good. It makes them feel good. They want to brag it about themselves. Feel good. And it's like people want to help, right? But they also yeah. want to feel like you care about like, you yeah, know, yeah. what informs their advice. Do you get what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Yeah, so that's a, that, I think it's that's, just go ahead. Yeah, that's the thing. I, I read somewhere like in order to be interesting, you have to be interested in the other person. Yeah. Right? So if you can show that you, you can connect with the other person, I mean, the other person is going to feel the connection and it's going to re- reciprocal, right? Yeah. Uh, and it can only benefit you in your relationship with that person at the end of the day. Yeah. So. <laughs> I mean, but, it's because it's just like a normal conversation, right? Like who wants to be with, who wants to be spending like 30 minutes talking, talking to someone yeah. who only wants to talk about themselves and talk about all the things that they need from you? So, so like we're just talking about this right and it just popped in my head like it, it, tell me if i'm wrong but is it fair for me to say that it seems like it's kind of like some high school you know like some clicks talking to it's clicky, clicks, yeah is it like gossiping um you know because you're trying to get to the this is like a social hierarchy Every, right everybody's in it's like a bunch of minnows in the pool trying to graduate and become a bigger fish in a way Right. And like at that, you're gonna have those. Is that fair to say? Does that happen? Mm, clicky. I mean, you can I guess we we see what we want to see, right? So like yeah. obviously, but I'm not gonna undermine the fact that you know, people with similar interests and similar background tend yeah, to yeah. gravitate towards for each sure, other. For sure, for sure. Um, but does that mean you have to be in a click? I don't think so. Does that make sense? Okay. Yeah, I okay. think like in, in every in every organization, there are always gonna be pools of people that tend to sync up because they have a similar interest right yeah but I do say and I do have a question are you asking about just kind of it like working at the firm full-time or you mean interning oh because they're they're both different right I would say they're both different yeah like also your your agenda as an intern is different as like yeah your your goals different your goals are different your yeah okay okay your goals to get there to work full-time so clicking up yeah there's no purpose I guess Pardon? I guess clicking up would serve no purpose, um, given the goals yeah. to work there full time. Yeah, and, I, like I don't. I, the reason why I don't really like the word click because I think like you can have really good friends that serve as really good resources. Does that make sense? But I think expand, um, expound on that. Yeah, like in a okay. So like I have a group of friends. We we all met when we did the junior internship, and we liked each other, but we also realized that we had we could um build out synergies right do you know yeah, what i'm yeah. saying that you had resources that i could tap you help each other like, grow and elevate yeah but like but you the don't you don't have our friendship yeah. wasn't like we're gonna click up you know what i mean uh-huh. it was like i think you're cool you're cool oh well, that's crazy like you, you know we could all help each other out in this way um and i think clicks are more so like oh like i went to this school and i did this but like you know when it comes down to what really makes a person the, the you know it just it's it's not necessarily in alignment so that's that's what i mean okay DJ. okay so yeah so dj just talked about uh how you graduated from uh ut san antonio right 
and yeah. now you work at Goldman Sachs. Uh, so can you tell, just to give um, like a bit more context to our listeners, can you talk about how you went from UT uh, San Antonio to where you are now? And talk yeah, a bit yeah, more about sure. your background. Yeah, for sure. So before diving in, I just kind of want to go over how firms like Goldman typically recruit, because I think it um, yeah. it's really important once I start to tell my story. So, you know, in the past, I think like, um, you know, your classic Goldman's, your JP's, you know, BlackRock, so on and so forth, typically recruit from what you would call a target school. So yeah. the school that I attended is kind of a derivative of a target school. Um, which is University of Texas at Austin. Um, go Longhorns, but I am not a Longhorn. I um, attend a smaller university where I don't think typically in the past, firms like Goldman and the JPs, like I mentioned before, have really spent a lot of time um, focusing and trying to recruit some students there. So my path is a bit different in the sense that Goldman didn't necessarily directly come to my school, um, but I had friends within my network who knew about Goldman. So I guess I can kick off there. I started off as a chemistry major, um, was a full-blown chem, chem tutor, was in or out to medical school. As DJ said, I am part of the Nigerian diaspora and that is like the number one career choice. Um, so I was in route to, you know, kind of getting into the whole med school, med school thing. And I had a good friend of mine who went to Syracuse University at the time um, and was well-informed about Wall Street. I, didn't really know what Wall Street was outside of maybe the movie Wolf of Wall Street. So just yeah. to give you guys a sense of where I was um, and how disconnected from this industry I was. So I had a friend who sent me, I think a program, um, and I think I'm gonna expand on this later, a program that Goldman was hosting for um, rising sophomores and rising juniors. You know, staff, you know, apply to this, you know, they're gonna fly you out, this, 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 you get to learn a bunch. I'm like, yeah, sure, 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 sure. So end up applying, end up getting accepted, and that was really the start of it all. So um, the summer of my freshman year, Goldman flew a couple students to New York, I was one of them, and it was a three-day camp where they basically went over what Goldman was, right, all the way from you know, it's revenue generating divisions down to what, you know, what keeps Goldman Goldman. So like our Federation folks. So I was like, wow, this is so cool. And I was, you know, I exposed to a bunch of students who seemed like they really, I mean, they were in this and I'm like, what? Uh-uh, you guys aren't smarter than me. Okay. So <laughs> I, you know, I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Wait, Hold I'm on. like, like people graduate right out of college and you know go to an industry where they don't have to you know be in debt I'm like all right all right so I went back as a sophomore now and this time I was like all right I think I want to you know try my try my hands at this finance thing but I really was I just wasn't sure what what to do right because I'm like finance people must go into the finance division at Goldman but like, that's literally not what, you know, it's, it's such a different job. It's a, it's a different division. And it's a common misconception. Yeah. Common misconception. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if it weren't for a couple of folks that I spoke to and, you know, I talked, talked about, you know, what I thought was interesting, you know, I, I think at the time I thought the global, you know, our global investment research um, division was really interesting because at the time I was studying chemistry. I also thought, you know, sales and trading was exciting because of how they described the trading floor and then realized that the trading floor was on the scene of the Wolf of Wall Street. And I was like, oh, it would be cool to do something oh. on there, you know, and then I, I think I thought investment banking was interesting, but I just didn't know too much about it. Um, to cut the story short, ended up 
ended up um, interviewing for both the securities division and IB, um, got my sective offer first and just took it because I didn't know what, I, I really didn't know the, the stark differences between the two. And that was really the start of like, kind of like my experience, um, my experience on the training floor. So went in as a sophomore, I think it was maybe a class of 20. It's a rotational program. Um, and you just got to learn a bunch about the different, different asset classes, different products within the, the different asset classes, got an offer to come back. And I was like, all right, cut metal school. I'm going to cut out medical school. I don't think that's what I'm going to do anymore. I think I'm going to do this Goldman thing. So went back as a junior, um, with a bit, with a bit more focus in what I wanted to do. And that was credit and ended up getting my offer within, you know, one of our credit desks on the team. And like I said earlier, I've been at the firm for now, I think a year and a half. And it's, it's, it's been a good experience. And I can, you know, I guess we can dive in later. Um, did you make a, like a major switch? Because you, you, you came I in did. on the chemistry. Right? I did. I did. Yeah. I, and that was, that was a risky one. Um, because I also hate to waste time. And when I'm, was like, it? When did you make the switch? My second year. My second year. Sophomore. I think it was maybe like, yeah, the end of my second year um so I ended up doubling down I think semesters after that to kind of catch up with what, my what made you problems. um like what, what made you uh go with the move like because you said you were like thinking about it right considering it so I'll say this I think back then because I didn't know about this space I didn't have anyone in my family who came from this industry I thought I want to work at Goldman. It's a financial service industry. I need to study finance. Does that make sense? So I was, my mindset back then was a bit more archaic because if I knew what I, if I knew now, um, or knew then what I knew now, I wouldn't have changed my major. I would have just done my internships because I don't think changing your major to something um, along the lines of finance, economics, whatever the case may be, is necessary. Um, you would have continued chemistry and still went I to would, Goldman. Yeah, if I knew, if I knew, because guess okay. what, like Goldman and I think a bunch of other firms are, you know, hiring more STEM majors. You know really? what I mean? It's not just your classic finance. It's not your classic it, economics. Yeah, because yeah. I saw on their website, they have a whole engineering department, right? They have a whole, yeah. a big, big, it's, it's a diverse firm at the end of the day. It's not, uh, yeah. I, I, yeah, okay, nice. And, um, I was going to say, so, okay, so you, you got your offer junior year, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and you, you said you, you had um, the first, our first internship. Did you have a second? Because I'm looking at your LinkedIn bio, right? <laughs> um, yeah. You had a securities summer analyst. What is, what is that? Uh, internship? Yeah. So that's the Two in a row. Mm-hmm. So now okay. our sective or securities division is now called Global Markets. Okay. So I did, so my sophomore summer, I worked at Goldman as well as my junior summer. And then in between, I had um, other internships that I did, you know, while going to school um, during, you know, my junior year. I think also right. my sophomore year. Okay. Yeah, I, I was, I was really interested in what you're saying. Like, um, you don't need, a, let's say, like a finance degree to get into a, a big firm such as Goldman Sachs. Can you, can you like elaborate for like people, like students like us who are like as worried as you were when they were young, mm-hmm. they don't know what they're going to do, right? They don't know the yeah. path. They don't know what employers demand. So can you maybe yeah. talk a bit more about how do you find your way out of the chaos? And that's a, how do you... That's a good question. 
That's a really good question. And I think if I were sitting in your seat today, I think you're also really, you all are um, a lot ahead, a lot more ahead than I was when I was a freshman. Um, I think it's important. Okay, so right off the bat, you don't need to study finance. You don't need to study economics or anything related to get into a big firm, whether that be, you know, sell side by side, private equity, whatever the case may be. What are the but credentials then? What do they look for? I think one, it's a lot easier to get into these firms when you intern with them than it is yeah. to get into them when you're just hiring, like, you know, I mean, not hiring, but like applying as um, a fresh graduate from school. Right. Does that make right. sense? Yeah, yeah. Um, because I think, yeah, I think what made things a lot easier for me was the fact that Goldman had invested in me as right. a sophomore. Does that make sense? And yeah. I think, so to answer your question, what are the credentials? I think earlier on in your college career, it's important to seek out opportunity. So whether that be insight days, whether that be internships, seek those out, right? Because at that, trust me, like, even though you in your sophomore head or freshman head or junior brain, you're like, oh my God, they're going to be like, I'm, you know, I'm finance or I'm this or I'm that. Like, they don't care. Firms typically, you know, hire on college students as interns to basically see, is this person, you know, ambitious? Do they, you know, are they, you know, do they have a willingness to learn? You know what I mean? Is this someone we can see growing um, in our, in our firm? So once you're able to basically attain these opportunities while you're in college, I think the learning starts from there. But I do think right off the bat when you're applying to these things, having a good GPA, um, being super involved, super, super important, right? Because at the end of the day, you know, maybe your major might not be a one-to-one -one fit, but the fact that you've been able to go through your coursework and perform um, well is a good sign. The fact that you've been able to perform well and dibble and dabble in different organizations and clubs is also a really good sign. And also just doing things that are different, right? I, I, hate, I hate when people do things to fit like the status quo. So like, unless like it's really your passion. So like, if, you know, if you study like philosophy, but you wanna, you know, work in Wall Street or whatever the case may be, um, you don't necessarily have to be in a finance club, right? have good grades, be super involved and do things that are interesting to you. Because at the end of the day, once you, you know, get the interview and you, you start speaking about your experiences, those things count, right? Those experiences are, are what inform your work ethic, what inform your drive. And they don't necessarily have to be, you know, in the same related field. Does that make sense? Yeah. Especially yeah. When, when you're interning. Now, when you intern, it's important that you absorb a lot of the information that you're being taught, right? Because you will have projects that measure, you know, what you've retained. Do you get what I'm saying? And yes. I think it's easier to just kind of get the ball rolling once you've done that, because now, you know, you're studying what you're interested in, but you're also learning a ton. I mean, the internships are like intensive courses. It's like, it's a, it's like a minor it's all, packed. In, all in its, it's packed own. in like yeah. three days, right? Exactly. So like you, you leave the internship and you've actually learned something, right? You've learned, you know, what a bond is, what a stock is, you know what I mean? You, you've learned, you know, fundamentals that move markets. You've learned technicals that move markets or whatever, whatever seat, you know, you, you, you sat in that summer. So was it competitive? I would just say it's, it's competitive, mm -hmm. but I think. That's what know, pushed you, right? Push. That's yeah, what that's, pushes that's, everyone. Yeah. And it's, it's really dope to be in a, in a to work, you know, 
in a, in a space where everyone's just as smart as you are, if not smarter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. But also I think everyone is doing something. Um, I'm different. I think that that was my case, my junior year. But anyways, the way that I describe it is just make sure when you're submitting those applications to whether it be insight days or internships, the way that you look on paper at least makes some type of sense. So just make sure you're keeping your grades up. You know what I'm saying? Make sure that you're 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 getting your hands into you know the organi- organizations that you really care about and the organizations that you can actually speak speak up about. You know, mm-hmm. so those are the things that I, I feel like make make the difference because you know I think that first maybe I'm not sure how it works, but I think maybe there's an algo that kind of scans things. But but actual recruiters look at the resumes, and I remember. Um, being at the firm when we had some interns go through I was looking at student resumes and I didn't really care whether or not they studied finance or economics or you know really yeah I mean how often did you see that nine times out of ten I'm guessing more often than you than you think yeah yeah like I think my roommate studied um what did she study I think she studied public policy um another one of my friends one of the four friends i told you about from my internship she studied african-american studies like that was her major um and then i i think my other friend she was an econ major so much in line but like i have a bunch of friends who didn't study finance um that work with me full-time now so i don't think it's like the the make or break um, make or break thing it's funny, personally, I, I, I'm very interested in the financial services industry, but I'm a STEM major, uh, much like you. So, like, I'm in an engineering school studying STEM. Um, and, you know, when you see go to these insight days and hear these conferences, a lot of these kids are much in line, you know. Yeah. And sometimes you get imposter uh, syndrome, but, you know, something for me that I've always, luckily, has always been a part of my DNA and that I've grown up knowing is that like no one is ever better than you and no task yeah. is hard. It's all the amount of work you put in. I mean, yep. something that's hard is just means you have to put in all the more and more work to get there. Um, and I think that's just mad inspiring. And I think that you have embodied that because in every single step of the way, you've been able to say, hey, this is competition. Thanks. I won. Give me the trophy and just go to the next level. And I admire that honestly yeah. about you. Yeah, I, pre- I really appreciate that. But yeah, I love the, the STEM thing for you, seriously. Like, and also I, I, something that popped up in my head was keep your major because it increases optionality, right? The fact that yeah. you are very much interested in financial services, but you're at school learning a different set of skill sets, you know, learning about a different space, I think is super, super important because yeah. you end up leaving university as a much more diverse um, diverse candidate yeah Yeah. like really well-rounded multifaceted all that good stuff so if you decide you want to work at you know work on wall street you know your first two years and go on to silicon valley you can do that and you can do that with ease and like i'm just gonna put put up like a wild guess but like is it when you say employers they don't really look at econ or finance majors is it because it's too saturated like a lot of students major in econ and finance right is it they want like a more, like you said, like a more diverse pool of uh, applicants. Yeah. Or is it, it ha- I, has it become too saturated? I don't, so because I don't know the, the metrics and like the data okay. off the top of my head, 
I can't say whether or not it's saturated, but I, what I do think firms have come to appreciate is um, having their employees come from diverse backgrounds because I think yeah. the industry is constantly changing. So when you have folks coming from the same type of coursework, I think the solution sets that you know they can come up they with, offer it. yeah, they're banded. Do you know what I mean? So yes, it's like, yes. why not open up that pool of solution set by opening up the pool of you know t- of talent that you typically hire? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I've seen it on the website. I've seen it on the website. Um, Goldman Sachs is really pushing into diversity, right? Uh, I've seen the promotions. I've seen the banners on the website. So yeah, that's pretty. That's pretty cool. To get how important more. is being eloquent? Eloquent. Um, you know, in order to tell your story, <laughs> being able to, like you said, stand tall about what you believe in, um, yeah. and not that can be anything. You know, stand tall about, hey, this is who I am. This is my identity. Right. Hear me out, and I think this will be like it'll be insightful for you. How how important is that to you? Um, I think one hundred percent, one hundred percent, super super important because it's it's yours, right? I think you know what I yeah. mean. Like your story is like yours, you know. And I think like it it, it it makes up who you are at your core. And I think if you don't have pride in that, um, it's going to be really hard working in this space you know, yeah. full time. Do you get what I'm saying? I think yeah. you'll, you'll be, you'll be carried away by the wind. You know what I mean? It's important to know who you are. And I think even though, you know, the internships or, you know, whatever the interactions you may have with people were, were a little bit shaky. I think it's so important to be like, this is who I am. This is what I believe in. And, you know, obviously respectfully, do you get what I'm saying? Um, but like, for example, I'm never going to like, pretend that I did something that I didn't do. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, okay, for example, I don't play golf and I'm using golf as, as an example because it's it's um, kind of like a mainstream um, sport in our space. I don't play golf. And let's say I'm finally meeting with the one MD who's like rescheduled me 10 times and like they're massive golf enthusiast, uh, you know, like they're big on golf. And, you know, they ask me if I play golf and I know that they play golf. And, you know, they, they ask me the question, I would never lie and say that I'm so into golf or like, it's just, it's, it's, it's a cringe thing to do. And so I think cringe. rather than, so cringe. You know, so, you know, it's like, like the old, like, like, so up with, like big fan, like it's so cringe to me. You know what I mean? I mean you can like, tell, you can tell when someone lies. You can see it in somebody's eyes. Yeah, you can see it. So cringe. It happens it's more cringe, than you know. you know, in college like, too. Tell me not. Guys, and that's why I say like these interactions <laughs> are just like, they're like, all your like treat these interactions like you would if you were talking to someone that you know you met that you you know maybe like really liked or you know had an affinity towards like treat them like that because when you treat them like these oh my goodness like if it doesn't go well then you know I'm not worthy like be yourself and if it makes sense after the conversation then it makes sense and if it doesn't because you guys don't, just don't have that much in common it's okay you know what i mean but like what i do think is really important is to come into every single meeting with questions do you get what i'm saying because you're not going to hit it off with everyone 100 percent. you guys aren't going to be kicking it and laughing so come prepared and come with questions in case things don't go as planned but you questions have to regarding and pertaining what yeah just like their business and stuff you know like their do your research do your research yeah yeah yeah, yeah. um 
so that that way you're not you know cornered into like lying about liking golf or like lying about I don't so, know so, like, so you're saying be, be, some people do at your firm people do it no I, I don't think people do I, like, no, I, I don't think on, I've ever been I don't, I don't think, <laughs> we I don't all do it. I've done it I fall victim I'm not I mean in certain so situations it's it's unfortunate but I like I think if you were an intern and you met me I think right off the back based on the way that I'd say hey what's up how are you like how's it how's the program been you would be like oh yeah like she's she's normal do you know what I'm saying like I don't need to lie does that make sense oh, yeah. so I don't think anyone has ever personally lied to me um okay. but do I think it 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 can happen yeah because i think it happens everywhere whether it's at work whether it's you know on yeah, campus, lying is universal. so you're saying the, the yeah. way the, but a reason that you can be so straightforward and honest is because you're a personable person personable person but also like i've come to terms with like who i am and i'm like mm-hmm. happy with the experiences that i've you had stand ten toes. yeah like i'm grateful you know like guys if there's one thing i can say is just like you gotta be you have to know yourself you know what i'm yeah. saying you have like, you know, like yeah like you know y'all are how, how did you now. come about like, like knowing more about yourself discovering self-identity you like, you don't like so you know like being Experience. honest okay yeah like also like i always say you know if if my mom wasn't pressuring me or if there wasn't pressure from my friends like what what would my decision be does that make sense and like that's a decision that i'm just going to end up t- taking whether or not it's my mom saying, you know, do something else, whether it's my friend, it's like, you just, you just got to be real with yourself, I think, and just have integrity right. within yourself. Yeah. And I think if you can learn how to do that very early on, like you will save yourself. Oh, I'm sorry, guys. All good. All good. Not mobile no ringing because duty calls. Um, but um, yeah, you just, you got to, and it's funny, my roommate, um, when I was setting up these these sessions with um, yeah. all the, <laughs> I was like, you gotta help me talk to some of these people because I think sometimes it's so important to like hear from other people and just hear that there's value in like being yourself. You know what I mean? Because it's within identifying who you are as a person that you're able to identify your purpose. You get what I'm saying? And really work towards that and have conviction. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. You can't always follow status quo because guess what? You're, you're, you're not going to have enough energy to do that forever. Does that make sense? You're going to yeah, cry at some point. Yeah. One of my closest friends um, back home, I'm from the DMV, DC, Maryland, Virginia area. Mm-hmm. Um, went to high school with him. Um, and from the jump, from freshman year, we grew up together. We always just take the bus to school. And while everybody could drive, we drove the latest in our yeah. state. Right? Um, and he used to know who he was to the core that you know, we were both two nerdy kids. I'm not going to lie. Um, and when kids used to, you know, like want to say something, pick on them a little bit, just fun picking, nitpicking. He, he really jumped on him and he would be, he would say, man, I know who I am. And in five years, you're going to know who I am. And it was just like that. Oh, that's energy. That that's, energy. Wow. Like I'm hearing that that's from a energy. freshman. I'm like, oh, damn, maybe I didn't pick that up. So I mean, it, I feel like also like my point in saying that was that energy that he gave off was contagious to me. Yeah. And I feel like energy is something that's contagious. Yeah. Where did you get that? I feel like you have a contagion of good energy. Where did you get, did you get kind of, I don't know what the term would be like 
wow, like, why are you, where did your contagious energy No, come? like, it's the same way that you were lucky enough to have a friend like that, that I was lucky enough, like, first of all, I didn't grow up, um, I didn't grow up, I didn't spend my primary, like, years here. Um, I was born in the States, but I grew up in Nigeria, oh, right? Okay. He's Nigerian, so, like, my friend. You said what? He's Nigerian, my friend. Oh, okay, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, <laughs> so, like, right off the bat, you know, I come here, and, like, you know, I think this is when a lot of those silly jokes are really popular and I'm not gonna sit here and lie and say like, I wasn't like, oh my goodness. Oh, why, why, why me? But then, you know, as I think I morphed into more of myself and kind of the the, the latter ends of, a, of high school, I just kind of, I don't know, like I had good friends that, you know, it, it didn't matter where we were from or, you know, what our parents did or, you know, all those weird social things like we were just friends because we liked each other do you know what i'm saying and it just you know i think like the the type of love that we shared within like our friend group just kind of like you said it it it, it was contagious for me and me when i say me to me do you get what i'm saying it's like you yeah. know i love these people so much and i think it's important for me to even continue to love them and be there for them i really gotta like love myself you know what i mean to, to the fullest but that's not to say when I came you know when I did my internship I wasn't like whoa I'm the only black girl here this is kind of awkward yeah somebody just asked me where my school's at um you know yeah. that's not to say those things didn't really didn't shake me but oh. you, you gotta go back to the source you gotta go back to you know those people that that the make roots. you feel like does that, you. does that give you motivation like being the only black woman coming from the only school it gives me from. some yeah, yeah I mean it's, it's I know it's it gives you some, it has to. Yeah, but I, I think I have, to, I have to say it's motivation, but let me not say that like it's motivation, but it didn't make me feel special. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I have a question yeah, for you. Yeah. Quick question. Quick question. Because I, I said this to somebody, um, one of my friends, he's in Morehouse, and he's like, there's a lot of these programs that, that we're getting in terms of like gold medal synthesis programs. And he said, like, come on and talk a lot of it. And this isn't Goldman, this is city. This is all I'm saying. We, we're, we're setting you guys up. We're giving you guys an option. And I told him, I said, hey, what I feel like is I don't want to feel like I'm a hindrance to you, your company or your industry. I want, to, I want you to know firsthand, and this is my, my way of thinking, that like me coming to you is a blessing because I'm bringing a level, a different set of thinking. When you have yeah. these tailored coats and the suits and the same, you know, prototype person, I'm not going to get into yeah. that. They're all thinking the same way. They have the same eco chamber of thought and opinion. Yeah. But when you're like, Yo, I can give I can check you with with some advice from a culture that you haven't even seen yet. Maybe they can open an inside and make you millions of dollars because yeah, it's it's it's. I feel like diversity of thought is is the best way to have good outcomes. Diversity yeah. of thought means diverse diverse people being in a diverse group. Hundred percent, hundred percent. I agree with that. I agree with that. What's your um, okay? So a kid asked me this last night. We were walking um, in New York and he goes, what's your song? I'm like, like the song I'm listening to now. He's like, no, what's your theme song? What's your, I play this song and I make it. And he said his was Can't Tell Me Nothing by Kanye. Um, yeah, that's, ooh, that's and it's so like, good. it goes like, um, when, when I get it's my vintage money. Kanye. But it was hype, right? And we played it and yeah. I was like, wow, Can't Tell Me Nothing. What's your theme song that you walk around? And you're like, yo, this is me. Um, 
Ooh, it's it's a couple. It's a couple because okay, like, shoot, shoot. You know, but I think of recent. I think so. It's so funny. Um, like when I started full time, I'm just like, whoa, that's crazy. Like me, a whole adult at this place. Like it's not eight <laughs> weeks anymore. It's like a forever, forever type of thing. I'm, you know, I I determine the, the terminal value. Um, I think like I was um I was uh, on, a, on a subway and I was listening to beyond like i think it was on the carter album or something Indeed. Not sure. the carters that's a carters. really good album the carters with summer yeah and all that. Love that. yeah and it, it i think the song is called boss you know oh. and beyonce is like ain't nothing to a, you know a real one you know and she's going on and she's talking and you know jay-z's talking and she's yeah. like my great-grandchildren are you millionaires and i'm just like you know legacy I'm here, I'm here to learn i'm here to grow you know, so that's kind of like, you know, what my, I, I like that. Some funny stuff. Actually, back in D.C., my, me and my boys rode the subway one time when that album came out. And we played it on our phones and everybody would hop on the train. And we're like, like three black guys on the back of the train dancing to Beyonce, that exact song. <laughs> and we're like. <clears throat> <clears throat> no, I mean, what is like, going Beyonce's on? Beyonce's great. You know what I mean? She's great. You know? And that, that tandem, that tandem of those two together, get out of here. I think. How important also is having someone in your life that can support you and build you? Because I feel like Pat, you're you're gonna learn you see this a lot now being here. Uh, Pat just came from Montreal. Um, being in now a university where there's so many different people, and I mean the end goal for everybody is to succeed in whatever endeavor that is. How important is it to have people in your life and in your circle? that want to build you up, but also like have goals for themselves. How important is I mean, it's, it, it's like one of the, the, the more important things I think in life, not just in school. Um, because I think whether or not we want to admit it, admit it, we, I don't want to say we are a function of our environment, but we are heavily influenced, whether subconsciously or consciously. Mm-hmm. by our environment you know so whether that environment be your family you know whether that environment be your friend group but I think where whatever space that you allow yourself to be vulnerable is what can influence you does that make sense yeah so like deeply if the space that you're most vulnerable in is you know whether between you and your girlfriend like whatever she says you're going to hold heavily you know or your boyfriend or if it's you know your your platonic friend group or whatever the case may be like and you find that you can be vulnerable in those spaces you're going to adhere to things that they say and things that they do um so I think it's so important and it's not to be like picky and choosy of you know like oh if you're not this then I can't be friends with you but I think it's it's your life so you have to be extremely careful you have to be and I'm no I'm not just with you know your friend group that you guys set goals to you know get good jobs I mean just like your friend groups that you know you got you have to be like I don't want to say you have to be pillars you know I think in your intimate circle you guys have to be pillars for each other does that make sense and I I think that you know it's important to have friends who are like-minded and have friends who are always looking to grow um, and I, and I know people say this all the time. It's like, don't be the smartest one in the room, but like, you know, try to have friends that you can learn things from because oh, yeah. also if you're, if you find that you're always the smartest one in the room, I think, um, you know, you subconsciously find that you don't seek out 
to learn. Does that make you're sense? Too comfortable. You're always, you get too comfortable. Yeah. And you're always in the, you're always the one who is teaching, you know, and that caps your potential. It's good for your friends, but it caps your potential. So like, so would you cut you off people? No, I won't say cut off people, but I mean, like, if you, if you want to, like, the way that I see my life is, like, there's layers to friendship. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah there's, there's layers to friendship. So, like, I think the people closest to you should, you know, either be or be better, be like you or be better than you. You know what I mean? Okay. Um, and then you know, it kind of just goes out like that. You know what I'm saying? I feel like in a, in a cool way, like, that I just thought of it, of putting it as, like, there's a J. Cole song, Back to Music, um, big music fan, but it's called mm -hmm. Lion King on Ice. And it's like, my thought okay. of that, what that meant was like, you're the king of the jungle, but sometimes you got to put people on ice if they're just there to either sink you down, sink down the yeah. ship, or if they're um, scars, uh, scars. Yeah. So, yeah. but like the Lion King can also have sharks that are best friends, can also have tigers that are best friends. Mm -hmm. And now you guys are the kings of your own jungles. And you're learning, mm -hmm. okay, how, how can I go eat up in the in the shark's waters? Or, yeah. you know, in like in that way of thinking, like how can I diversify my my king or queen minship? Yeah. Yeah, I think that's that's a really good point that you that you make. And I think Patrick, you also make a good point. Like, are you cutting off friends? I mean, like it gets to a point where like you realize that there's just certain people that um you just for lack of better words, don't pair well with. You know what I mean? maybe you all grow grow apart because of, of your mindsets or maybe you grow apart because this person is detrimental to themselves and you don't want that to spread into you. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. But it's, I think it's so important that um, you have a good friend group or just, I mean, the people that are, I just, I think it's important that the people that you hold dear to your heart, um, you feel that you can learn from and you can you know, also be a teacher too. So, yeah. Um, yeah. All right. Um, I think also I wanted to know, so just shifting, uh, shifting gears a bit. Um, I'm, I'm really curious about what's your, now, now that you've worked at the firm, what's your like day-to-day -day like at the firm? Um, How's, uh, how intense it is? Is it like, cause I've heard, I've read articles, like it's like super long hours, blah, 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 blah. Uh, anxious. Meeting, meeting people, say, talking to clients, reporting to clients. So I'll say this. If you've ever, so I'll use my experience. I can't really speak on, this is the, the only place I've, I've worked for full time because right. I just graduated. Right, right. Um, I will say this. I say my internship experience is probably much harder than my full-time experience. Oh, and that's okay. just because I think in the internship, you're like sprinting constantly. You know what I mean? Whereas it, it's too, it's so condensed. It's so yes, uh, yeah. But the the expectations are still the same. You get what I'm saying? Okay. So like okay. you're expected to perform at a very high level, um, in a condensed amount of time. A con whether you know a condensed amount of time to perform and a condensed amount to to learn the information that that's needed to perform. So in a way, the internship pre prepared you in a good way for the actual job. Because yeah, it, definitely. It, it puts definitely. you in a in a in a situation of extreme hardship challenging and um so that yeah. when you come and hopefully as you evolve through the hierarchy of the firm yeah you will be more prepared and more tooled with whatever you need to excel at your job right yeah um okay also <laughs> i want to know like you know like you know that crypto and everything it, it's pretty trending right 
yeah do you have like uh do you have like an opinion since you work in kind of in that field do you have like an opinion on crypto and bitcoin uh, um litecoin i will say this so i think in, in in regard to like the whole crypto conversation i find it to be extremely fascinating and just given i'm i'm only allowed to say a limited amount of things but i think right, right. um in general i think it's 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 exciting to see this financial service just you know, just finance in general um evolve yeah evolve and not just evolve but have like um like a, a, a like a, a backing like a human backing i think that's what we've seen with like a crypto there i think there's there's so many things that people could buy and sell and this but just having um a lot of uh, uh, I don't know, investor sentiment. I think crypto has been one of the the new asset classes that I've just had, you know, massive, massive like public support. Um, mm -hmm. And I think it's it's what's made it, you know, it's what's increased its credibility. And I think will continue to increase its credibility. Um, so there's that. Um, I can't speak too much too too much yeah. on crypto. <laughs> But um, yeah, I think I think it's just important to take in as much information as you can, um, especially if it's a space that you're super interested in, because I think, mm -hmm. you know, that space that that crypto in general is still very much in its in its early phase. Um, yeah, when you, you pair it to you need like more info, classes. people need to do more research. Yeah. To, yeah. Before you Would you be able to explain days. investing versus trading for beginners and how to get started? Um, so it depends, right? I think sometimes those, those people sometimes think those can be synonymous, but, um, oh, so investing like an investing seat at Goldman versus a trading seat at Goldman or just investing versus trading. Like in what general. You, in general. So if I could want to, so if we're speaking generally, I, I'd say those two are fairly synonymous, um, because, when you trade, so in order for you to even begin the activity of trading, there has to have been some type of investment put forward. So okay. um, the way that I like to explain it to some of like my friends is that, you know, if you're looking to basically tap into the stock market, and I, I think people like to like make it harder than it seems. Like if you're like, oh, you know, I have some spare cash and, you know, I want to invest in a particular sector that I find it, you know, sector, meaning like spaces or industry. So like it's technology, if it's, you know, consumer discretionary items, things of that nature. If there's a space that you find interesting, um, it's then important to seek out avenues of how you can exercise those interests. So for example, let's say that I'm like, you know, super, um i'm super enthusiastic about you know technology and i'm like a mega tesla fan yeah. and i want to <laughs> like everyone is you know like and i want to express i want to express my opinion and i think that tesla has so much potential to keep growing um or like amazon i would then seek out and if i have a thousand dollars i could either i don't know where tesla's trading but like i can either outright you said what? 800 and what? 826, no? Eight, okay, 826. And I have $1,000, you know, I could just 
I can only afford to buy one Tesla stock, you know? And it's like, <laughs> mm, you know, oh, you know throw that that. In Neo. You know? yeah, <laughs> yeah, <Neo>. or, <laughs> you know, or you can find other spaces to exercise that. So you can, you know, you know, um, put your money in like a fund that, um, uh, it's focused in tech, or you can put your money in like a tech ETF that mimics, you know, um, Tesla's movements or there's so, there's so many thoughts on tech ETFs, like QQQ. QQQ, um, SeekingAlpha.com. Yes. <laughs> I'm going to direct you to SeekingAlpha.com. But um, I think that it's been, we've had like an extraordinary year in just terms of the stock market, but definitely it's been driven by a lot of our tech stocks. And I think um, it'll be interesting to see what the, this, the middle of this year to the end of the year looks like for some of those um, super, super high performing stocks. Um, do they maintain? Are they fueled by increased day trade? You know, day to day trades. You know, GameStop. because of the quarantine thing. You know, so like oh, yeah, it, it'll be it'll be GameStop. interesting to see how different you know dynamics start to change as you know people return to work or you know you know businesses normalize. You know, it's I think it'll, it'll be an interesting twenty twenty one. So. I didn't fully answer the whole difference between um, investing and trading, but I think, <laughs> I, think okay. I, I, I tapped in a little bit. What's, what's but, your thought on this, in my opinion, because like if I were really giving my quick thesis, I would say there is a bubble, but there isn't a bubble because it's the yeah. bubble is all up here. It's yeah. all about all about consumers. And Psychology. What as yeah, soon it's as like, yeah, it's all about like where like, what do you value it at, right? And like, where, where does the majority value it at? And maybe once it hits that point, you know, do we allow it to keep going or do we just start to sell off? You know, it's it's just, it's all consumer sentiment. As um, soon as CNBC put that thing out about GameStop just being overshot, they're hitting 100% growth in a day. Boom. Uh -huh. Look over, 20 minutes later, they're down 6%. Yeah, but I, was, I also do think that, not to like get into depth, I think that there have been a lot of just like artificial drivers in the market too. Have to be, yeah. Yeah, so like, you know whether it's, i don't know yeah i think like also just like a lot of artificial stuff like i mean there was a point in time where like kodak like rallied extremely and then you know and it was like Wasn't oh my there, god like a movie was there like a movie about that what's it called the big short i think what's um big short but that that had to do with um subprime mortgages that were being packaged okay. um but like the underlying products were not as safe as they were marketed to be so like you know that but that's a function of just like i mean at its core you know what they were saying was you know triple a rated or like a a minus was like really maybe like you know triple b so i mean that that fundamentally was a bubble do you know what i'm saying because right, right, right. The, the foundation of it um didn't match the value so so yeah, so you that's said, the thing. Like the problem is, people. Um, it seems like there's a, a a serious lack of financial literacy among uh, among people, right? Among teenagers, among people in mm -hmm. need in the unfavored neighborhoods. So how do you? TikTok people acting like they have serious. <laughs> like, do do you see those TikTok videos? Do you see those uh, on social media? Like, like one guy can come up and say, "Oh, I put five hundred dollars in this, and it went up three hundred percent in a day." Uh, follow follow so, for more. Okay, I'll teach you lie. how to do this. I'm not gonna lie. I think. I think yes. There's like, you know, there's like massive dislocation in terms of like how much people know about, um, 
you know, the stock market or just capital markets in general. So stock bond, whatever. Um, but I do know that there's people who have educated themselves on it and are now looking to miseducate the people. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, so, you know, like on that's purpose? the downside. Or manipulate it for I, their own being. Yeah, but I do think that um, I appreciate, even though like there's false information kind of all over the place, I do appreciate people who are just kind of looking to educate the masses, right? Do you know what I'm saying? Because I think like, you know, if I weren't working at GS and if I, you know, were my age, not necessarily like, I think it's a lot different now with some of the college students because there's just, they're just a lot more exposed and there's just a lot more being talked about um, in the spaces that you guys are in. But I think if I weren't, you know, working within the financial services, like I probably wouldn't know as much as I know. Does that make sense? Yeah. And it wouldn't be because I didn't want to grow my money or invest. It's just, you don't know, you know? Yeah, in the country. So that's, that's where the appreciation for folks like saying, hey, like, you know, here's how to, you know, you know, get some passive income via the stock market. Yeah, they're market. spreading awareness, at least. They're spreading, spreading awareness. Spreading awareness because I think yeah. in the past, people who work in finance tend to just like say all these things and speak in acronyms to make it seem a lot more complicated when in reality you can do these things that, you know, freaking two two finger clicks on your phone. Do you get what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? You watch a 10 minute video and you too can be an active participant, you know, in the space if you choose to. Um, so, you know, it's a, it's a double-edged sword. You know, as more people start to learn, they try to simplify it and sometimes like not in the, you know, not in the interest of some of the people who are intended to consume the material and they spread false material. Um, but there's the other side of it where like, you know, you could watch a TikTok and you're like, oh, rather than paying for this person's class, let me just go Google some stuff myself, you know? And that just kind of opens up that person's, that person's world as it pertains to finances. For sure, for sure. Yeah, go ahead. Have you watched the TV show called Industry? Yeah, I've watched Industry. What do you think about it? How much like is it? It's a cool show. Um, I think it's a, it's a cool <laughs> show <laughs> narrating, you know, girl's experience at, a, at her firm. Um, and maybe that's been the experience of some people. I, I wouldn't be surprised, but also um, I think it's, it's a cool show. It's a cool show. I would hope, I think like, um, but to be honest, I think that show did shed light on what maybe some of these, these firms were like back then. Um, but I don't necessarily think it's a, it's um, a reflection of what everyone's life is like or what everyone's firm is like or what the culture yeah. is like. Yeah, but also the, it has to be that dramatic for it to like, you know, get rating, so. And also, so like, and here's what I would say. I wouldn't say that if they painted the most beautiful picture of this workspace that, you know, not, they're not doing what they want to do in terms of a social justice perspective because they have to show the bad. Each and every character is explaining that's yeah. unique yeah. to them and you have the, the two people coming from, uh, Oxford or Cambridge, I don't remember what it was. Um, mm -hmm. One smart, one just really good sociable person. I see maybe that's yeah. just the narrative. You have a lot of the things that the females were going through that's just not right. You have the different types of leaders. Um, yeah. And I think it was pretty cool to see that, just different types of 
different different storylines becoming doing the same thing it's pretty cool I don't know. yeah yeah it was it, it was definitely an interesting show one that i actually i i think i i watched almost every episode except the last i actually don't know what ended up happening to harper if you watch the last one it's pretty funny short the yeah so, <laughs> oh my god i saw i, I think i saw snippets of, of it on instagram but yeah it was, it was a good show but i i I would hope that, you know, by the time that you all start your full-time careers, whether it be within, um, you know, finance more broadly or wherever you decide to go, that, um, you know, um, the culture, there's a, a massive culture shift um, towards just a more diverse workforce, a more respectable workforce um, and, and things of that nature. Yeah, it's not, it's not cool to have bad culture. So, so there's that. Is that something you value when you like uh, apply to jobs that uh, like, do you ask about the company culture, um, the vibe of the culture or something like that? Yeah, no, say the vibe. Yeah, the vibe's the word. Um, do I ask about the vibe? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do. Um, but I'm also able to kind of keep the vibe um, off of the people that yeah. I speak to. Yeah. Um, I think at smaller firms, typically the, the culture is kind of synonymous, you know, and maybe, you know, everyone kind of contributes to it. But at bigger firms, I think there's like, you know, like groups of people and they have their own, you know, their own culture and how they operate um, and how they interact with each other. But yeah, definitely. Um, I think it's something that people should keep in mind when when they start seeking, you know, opportunities for internships and I think definitely full time. I won't lie. Um, I didn't necessarily like look look into the culture of you know the firms that I applied to as a sophomore intern because quite frankly I didn't even understand how that could affect um, one's day to day. Um, but I think now yeah. I'm a lot more conscious about that, and I think you know in the event that I were to do something different or seek a different opportunity, like you know the culture would be definitely um, at the top of a, of my list. Okay, just to close out, um, final question. Uh, knowing what you know now about yourself, about your work, what would your advice be to your past self? Um, keep pushing, keep growing. Um, you are not your mistakes. Um, I think, yeah. Yeah, and um, keep keep your friends close. Yeah, I think that your would be it. Closer. Yeah. Huh? And your enemies closer. No, no, <laughs> no. Come on, you have to see that. Yeah, the, the the key question is like, you know, you're gonna be there's gonna be points in you know your college career where you're just like, uh, like what am I supposed to do? This you know is this for me? But you gotta keep going. You know, you gotta trust yeah. yourself. Keep your friends close because those people you know, will serve as a, as encouragement at, you know, at some point or the other, um, and keep growing, keep, keep trying to learn, you know, you know, oh. beautiful, beautiful. Uh, well, I guess on that note, uh, we can wrap it up. So Stephanie, thank you so much. Thank you for so joining us. Pleasure. It was really, uh, insightful. And I mean, I, the thing I remember the, that's really memorable <laughs> for me is the, thing that you talk about like you can be in stem field and still getting to gs or getting yeah. to a financial big firm so Remember, thank you so much yeah and also yeah keeping like you said keeping your friends close that's that i think that's something people should do more often and consider more 
uh, knowing more about yourself. That's definitely true. So yeah, thank you so much. Um, now the last thing is there like, uh, do you want to plug yourself? Is there a way people can reach out to you or get yeah. to know more? Yeah, plug yourself. Um, I think uh, if you guys want to, you know, link up and sync up. Um, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you all will have my name on here, but I'm Stephanie Ohaz. Feel free to hit me up on LinkedIn. Um, let's get connected. I'm not really on, you know, other platforms, but yeah, hit me up on LinkedIn Perfect. and I'll, Perfect. I'll accept. 